Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Paul Brown, episode 21 of the Matter of Faction podcast for the Handshake Media Network. Here we are. Let's get straight into it this week. Ebony, what's happening in Heavy World? Lay the news on us. Thanks, guys. The Amity Affliction have announced a big All My Friends Are Dead regional tour in 2020 alongside Ocean Grove and Antagonist AD. It is in January, so all of you who can't go to Unify... I'm thinking of all you WA people. That's a pretty good alternative. And Ocean Sleeper are coming up the ranks and have announced their debut album called Don't Leave Me This Way. It's out on November 8th and you can catch them on tour later in the year with Stepson. Big news as well, Invasion Fest is coming back this year. Only this time it'll be held in Sydney on January 18th. The last rendition of this festival was in 2017 and featured the Acacia Strain, Kublai Khan, Alpha Wolf, Void of Vision, Sleep Talk, Outright, and a bunch of other cool bands, so you know that the 2020 lineup is going to be a massive return to form. And Lee Stanton, former Thyatis Murder drummer, has talked about why he left the band last year, just saying that he wasn't in a good mental state and had to pull back being in the band as that wasn't in his best interests mentally and physically. There's no bad blood between Lee and the band, but he's mainly spoken out to encourage others to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And speaking of thy art, they've also announced shows in Adelaide and Perth for those who missed out earlier this year. December 13 and 14, so grab your tickets. And lastly, it's gone pretty viral. South Park went death metal in their latest episode. Stan has started a band to move away from his parents' farm, and if you're a mad death metal fan, have a listen and see if you can guess the band behind the sound. And now you're up to date. Stay heavy. Thanks for that, Ebony. As you touched on, the Amity Affliction are doing a regional tour, and the the post that they put out said you didn't think that would be it, did you? Three dates down the East Coast, and now they're doing this massive one, playing the shows we never thought that they would play, like uni bars and, yeah. and small venues, Cooley, the Cooley Hotel on in the Gold Coast. Like I have seen many a band play there, and never a band of that stature like the Amity Affliction yeah. where they are now. That is great. You know, living regionally... That means so much Yeah, when a band that you think would never bother stops in. It makes you feel important. And the fact they're kicking it off over in WA. Yeah. So like they, the people who don't get the chance to go to yeah. Unify have something that they can do to kick off 2020 in yeah. style. And they've got Ocean Grove and Antagonist AD too. So there's a whole lot of different styles that you're going to totally. get. You're going to get the heavier stuff with Antagonist. You're going to get like the new metal-y kind of rock stuff yeah. with Ocean Grove and all the new music they've been working on. Yeah. And then you've got the plethora of songs that we saw Amity play on their yeah. Heaven and Hell tour. So... By yeah. all means, this is this is something for everyone good on them, and man. a good way I, to kick it off. I do I do love that they they get regional and they you know get to those people who usually don't cop many tours. Yeah. Now straight from the path and Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. Kublai. Kublai. Yep. Kublai. It's a good band name. It's a good. It Great. Just rolls off the tongue. They've announced a tour on the back of their unified tour, so they're unified slot. Do you think we'll see more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, cool. uh, that's the thing that Unify do so well. They've got a stacked lineup like they do for 2020. I mean, Architects and Ghosts Inside have both said they're the yeah. only Oz shows. That's whenever, fair. Yeah, whenever it says exclusive, like they're only yeah. going to be exclusively playing at the festival. But everyone else, not everyone will play side shows. This was going to say. We'll see a collection of bands playing. What other and internationals are on that lineup? But... Knock Loose. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we can so you got Knock Loose. to see some Knock Loose side shows as well. Who else is playing? Like, You've got Silverstein. They're doing a 20th anniversary set at Unify. Surely. Could they Surely. do one? Yeah, possibly. I mean, does it say only Australian no, shows No, it just it? says 20th anniversary set. So Beautiful. that's what it is. Well, in that case then, what we might see is potentially, say, Knocked Loose 
taking a bunch of the Australian bands on that on that a tour, tour you know, yeah, with them. So you might yeah. get a caged existence with them or a Sleep Talk and Diamond Construct or something like that. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Out on yeah. that particular tour. Well, I also take a look at what's happening around the country around that point as well. And you've got Invasion Fest making its comeback, which is happening at the new city of Sydney, which makes sense because you could put another music festival on there and maybe possibly feature some of the bands on Unified plus a whole stack of bands from Australia. So, I mean, that's pure speculation. We have no idea there, but that that would make sense if they're in the country. Yeah, and that's what I can sort of see happening with that. Plus, you know, sideshows in Brisbane, Adelaide, hopefully Perth as well too. Like In the the past, we've seen some bands make it all the way around and only some make the East Coast. Financial constraints get in the way. So I can see something like that happening with some of these bands. That'd be awesome. Share the love around. And talking about sharing the love around, Thy Art is Murder have made good on their promise to get to the West Coast. After Good Things Festival, they're heading to Adelaide and Perth alongside Gravemind to do a couple of shows, which is great. Yeah. It's really great to see Gravemind smash those two shows out with Thy Art as well. Like, there's... That's two bands that really deserve to be playing shows together. You like, need to get your headphones for that yeah, show yeah, because, yeah. wow, like you're going to be walking away from that with tinnitus, tinnitus, whatever it's called. Tinnitus. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> the, the thing that my doctor told me that I'm going to get if I don't start wearing earplugs. And you told me I should be wearing earplugs. You should. Uh, also, like we're seeing um, Ocean Sleeper. They're making the rise up from playing Unified Festival. They've announced their debut album. They're going to be taking that on the road as well, too, alongside yep. Stepson. So yeah. I see good things for these guys. Yeah. Not the festival. Like Good things ahead for what they're doing because yeah. they've, they've honed in on their stuff. Yep. And they are sounding crisper and tighter than they have before. So. Than ever before, yeah. And, I mean, I'm... Still really hanging to hear new material from Stepson. It's been a number of years. They've been playing some excellent shows. Yep. They've got that down pat now. Yep. Okay, the show the shows are great. Yep. Now let's get you boys back in the studio and see yep. what you can do behind you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, City of Souls also have uh, some new music out at yep. the moment. Now, they were over in Australia for Progfest early in the year, and um, one of my guys went to go along and check out the show. Kurt, he's a massive prog fan. He said he reckons they are like the next New Zealand coming of In Flames. Would you dare say that's a comparison that you can agree with? Uh, possibly. I Like, if he hears that, that's cool. I don't necessarily hear that, but um, I, I think they're great. And I, I really want to see them translate over to Australian audiences as well. Um, you know, the new single is called Ferryman. It's big and it's heavy and it's in your face and it's got, I don't know, it's just got like this nice ambient flow to it as well, which is that, you know, that prog side of it as well. So, you know, fingers crossed for them. I I know that there's big plans for them to get over to Europe and, and, you know, they've signed some booking deals over there. I think that we'll we'll see them in the years coming, probably over here supporting some, some of our bigger prog names like you know like your cogs and your carnivals or your dead letter circuses or circles you know bands like that yeah yeah i i I can see them on lineups with that now speaking of an australian i don't want to say tradition but in 2001 brownie a tv show graced our tv screens in australia it was it's been controversial over its time oh can of worms oh no (laughs) no i'm talking about big brother Uh. now I watched the first season of that and the second, and that was about as far as I got. Yep. I enjoyed the just the social experiment of it all before it became a game show, essentially. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, I liked the idea of like throwing people in into a, a compound and just like 
seeing how personalities deal with the stress and yeah, pressure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. interesting. And then eventually it just kind of degraded into a game show, well, right? Well, yeah, and then they kind of put the the whole political side of things and then they turned it from being like something you could watch to just chucking beautiful people in there yeah. and expecting them to yeah. make some good content. Yeah, look, like, like yourself, I watched season one, two, three, four, five, and then when it came back, and then again. Right. But I didn't watch the last one because it was just full of airheads. And like, yeah. I don't care if any of them listen to this podcast, but like, that was the worst yeah. quality viewing I've ever seen. Yeah. I think I lasted like two episodes, but it's coming back. So apparently it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit different this time around. So, but we're not going to talk about that particular show as such. We want to talk about the idea of a heavy metal big brother. <sighs> This would get you to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you you put a whole bunch of different personalities all within the heavy music scene into a compound, compound yeah. a warehouse, whatever it is, full of cameras, and then you chuck Just, a fire in the middle or whatever yeah. and expect them all to get on. Like, who would be the ideal candidates for a show like this? So we've come up with a few archetypes of the, the kinds of people... And then we've named our own. Yeah, because so, when, when you look at every season, like on any reality show you watch, you've got the villains, you've got the heroes, you've got the nerdy mastermind kind of people. Mm. You've got the people who are obviously there just for their looks, hence why we would get on there. And then you've got just your average everyday people who, you know, the, the Aussie People battlers. can identify yeah, with. The, yeah, the, the battlers, the people that work 40 hours a week, you know, the or ones the, that... The ones with the tragic backstory <laughs> or the... Yeah. There's, yeah, there's always one of those behind them. So let's take a look at who we would put into the house. Pricey, who is your villain for Big Brother 2020? So my my villain, I'm thinking, we, we talked about this and, and we talked about like the, the kind of people that people love to hate and I, I, I my my mind immediately went to Franz uh, <sighs> from Attila and, and it's just like this real like you know he's tried all these different things over the years he's got his band and whatever and then you know he's he's, he's run his own website that's basically just like full of absolute clickbait rubbish and you know and just and he's had some real shit opinions over the years but you know <laughs> at the end of the day like some of that stuff of that last album I really liked. Look, and and he's he's the kind of person who who is personality, and he's also in the music scene as well too. Like they go mm. hand in hand. And look, regardless of the fact of my opinions of him, like I don't like Attila, and I'll say this, and like there's people out there who like Attila, and that's absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah. But just like I I won't go to a show because I I don't no. like that music, right? Oh, you won't catch me at a show. But like. I would watch him on TV yeah. to see what he has to say and he'd, if it would infuriate me enough to engage. He'd be provocative. He yeah. would be so provocative. Well, who's, who's a counterpart on my side, villain-wise, I could put that could match him or rival his antics? And the name that came to mind was Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse. Yeah. I could actually see them clashing as well. So much. And yeah. So you've got villain v villain. Yeah. And, at and that point. Everyone in the house who we're going to get to in a second would just be standing up against the wall watching these two go at each other like, at it, hurling yeah. stuff or whatever it is. It would just it would be trashy quality viewing but you can't turn away. Yeah. And because they're involved with the scene that we're into like yeah. all of this stuff would pop up so like you'd have to tune in <laughs> to see what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Every villain needs a hero. Every hero needs a villain. Correct. So... Who's your hero? 
<laughs> in the piece. It this doesn't is, take much to imagine. This is a person who's done no wrong in their life, right? Oh, this right, is okay. someone who everyone looks up to as like, you are amazing, you are great, like you are perfect in what you do, and you can't go any further than Mr. Thomas DeLong from Angels and Airways, Boxcar Racer, and Blink-182. He's perfect. He's a, I mean, he is a dreamer. Yep. He's, he's, he does dream of the most ideal world. Yep. For us, and you know, and he's, he's looking to it. the stars, and he absolutely he's, is. And yeah. look at what he's done. And you put a guy like this, who is full of knowledge and full of passion and motivation, to do good things in the world, mate. You think he'd be the peacemaker in the house? He'd be the one that'd be trying to say, like, look, guys, there's bigger problems than oh, these these little look, quibbles we're having. I can I can see him doing that, but I can also see him like setting some people up to draw okay. the attention of him because he would be essentially like your dark horse kind of person flying under the radar. But with that said, who's who's your hero that would rival Mr. Thomas DeLong? Well, I mean, we're going for another Tom here, and of course, oh, I'm of gonna, course, of course, I'm going to roll out a Tom Morello. <laughs> like Tom Morello is the he's the people's champion. He's the one standing up for the downtrodden, the people who have suffered injustice. You know, he's going to be the one that's... Talking that, politics all the time. Uh, you see it that way. I see it as he's no, he's standing look, up for inequality. Yep, he's he He's standing is, up yep. for, he, he, for the little man. Look, I don't even know who, who else you've got on your list, but he has the potential to take it out. Of course like he does. That's, that's, that's a good person to have. However, he's a big threat. In a game like this, because yeah. of everything he's done and what he stands for yeah. and what he's achieved in life, how could you how could you say any wrong about him? He's wow. done. He's he's, you know, he's been responsible for people coming out of prison. He's he's literally had people released from you know wrongful imprisonment. Yeah, he's, but he's, has he's he built a spaceship help? yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, I, g- good choice, good yeah. hero. That that's a very valid one. All right, so moving on, your masterminds. Like, these are your, your nerdy types, your yep. people who you would not necessarily think that they could pull big moves or, you know, socially but they might not be. behind the scenes, they're pulling the strings. They are, exactly. So who have you got for your mastermind? I couldn't go past Heavy Devi. Devin, Devin Townsend, Townsend. Yeah, look, yeah. And, and he's going to bring the quirkiness, the humour to... and. You know, and he's an intelligent man himself. Uh, you know? Yeah, abs- there's no denying that. There's no questioning yeah, that he is I, absolutely I think, that person. I think Devin Townsend brings the. He's going to be playing the game the whole time. He will be. He will be setting people up for the fall, but he'll be doing it with pranks. He'll be doing it. It'll be hilarious that, yeah, while he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, look, he's the funny. He's the larrikin one. The yeah. larrikin mastermind. Yeah. But look, you, you're going for the comedic kind of mastermind. Yeah. If you want someone serious who you should not mess with. Laura Jane Grace against me. All right. This is a a, a magnificent human being yep. who has been through a lot over the years, mm-hmm. who has um, just come out the other side and has this no fucks given attitude, yep. right? But it's the kind of person who you don't want to mess with. So there's a punk anarchy to it. And that's yes. exactly it, yeah. So yeah. this is someone So this who, is a no government where I'm going to bring it down from the inside it, sort I, I, of I anarchy. Would, I would dare say a bit more... In your face yeah. than Tom Morello. Yeah. I would definitely say that. Yeah, yeah But yeah. more new age. Yeah, if yeah. You, if you want yeah, to put yeah, it that totally. way. Like Tom Morello's had a great, magnificent life behind him. Yeah. Laura Jane Grace is only Has just getting lived started. It. Yeah, and is yeah. just getting started as well yeah. on what's next to come. So, yeah. mastermind, that's who I've got. Love it. Love on it. top of that as well, you've got to have your sex appeal. So, yeah. so we've chosen a male and a female. And this isn't necessarily just they're known for just having sex appeal and yeah. they're just eye candy. That's it. Like These are people who have 
talent behind them, right? Yeah. And they can add something to the show to maybe draw in the younger listeners or draw in yourself, whatever it is. Yeah. So my sex appeal male mm-hmm. is Ben from Neck Deep. Now, All right. I'm having a pop punk revival phase right. in my life okay. right now, and I'm frothing Neck Deep. Okay. So much so I've gone through and I've liked everything on, like, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, becoming that super fan now. <laughs> Their social media managers going like, watch, Who the, is this, watch guy? this guy. Yeah. <laughs> if he starts sending messages, block him. Um, and I've looked at Ben in the music videos and just... <laughs> of course you have. You can't deny he has a pretty face. He, okay. He's a very good looking bloke, right? Yeah, yeah. Blonde hair, almost kind of surfy, but alternative. Okay. And just, you know... The, the boy next door. And someone said this the other day. I was watching a show that like bo- boy next door just means boring. No, no. Just like, you know, like the guy you've you've seen from like age 10 to age 18. And he's like, glowed oh, up. And okay. he's glowed up. He glowed up, yeah. <laughs> so that's Ben from Neck Deep for my sex appeal. Yeah. Uh, my female sex appeal is Nikki from Pagan. Okay. Just feisty, fiery, attractive, and just someone who you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Like she's not your typical... I'm attractive. Yeah. Look at me. She's attractive, but she's got purpose. She's got a voice behind her. Like the attraction don't for mess me, with me. The attraction for me with Nikki is the like just the fierceness. Yeah, and going against the stereotype. Of course, of, of like having you, you're attractive, I but you're imagine that is brains. the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that they're my two sex appeal contestants. Yep. Who have you got? So the female side of things. I have gone with, and again, it's a it's a fierce female. It's Tatiana from Ginger. <laughs> um, it, just her uh. performances that can go from the highest of high melodic to the most guttural of growls. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it really is just that that range of emotive performance and the the outfits that she wears, the the tattoos, the it's sort of like that mix between a goth look and a and a hardcore look. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. She's yeah, yeah. beautiful and she's fierce and she's just so talented. Yep, like yep. that. That's for me. That's the sex appeal. Uh, and my other is a is a former guest of the uh, of the podcast. No, don't is, say it. Is David De La Hoz. <laughs> uh, I can't get over those abs, my God. The the guy, okay, he knows this. And we we said it to him. He's got the nickname David De La Hot Stuff from coming on this show. Perfect. That that is someone with smart. But let me me just, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Let me just say, definitely a smart guy as well. He could almost borderline a mastermind, like like mastermind with sex appeal. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. And uh, the last one, the everyday, everyday person. Uh, you know the one in the in the archetype of you know the original the OG winner of Big Brother in Australia was Ben. Yeah, he was you know he embodied the 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 everyday bloke. Yeah, he's know? been through some struggles, lost his parents, raised his brother. Yeah, I remember yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah, from back in the day. You know, and so the one with the sort of the bit of a backstory, uh, and for me, um, you know, off the back of this last album, Alien. Uh, I had to pick Marcus Bridge from from North Lane. I'd love to see him get in there, take out the prize, take home the hundred grand or whatever it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Uh, it'd be be icing on a really nice, you know, great 2019 for for North Lane. He's, you know, he's he's released this highly emotional um, story uh, as, you know, with his band's backing. Touching and and personal and everything with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's it's been given some great commercial success. Like I'm backing it in for the Aria for heavy this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know. So take take <laughs> take out Big Brother. Yeah. Well, what would you rather, an Aria or Big Brother? <laughs> Depending on who you ask, neither. But you know, to some people, like why not both? <laughs> yeah. Why not both? All right. What about you? What's my your one? Every, every my, my everyday person is. The backstory, the struggle, the triumph. Yep. They've been through hell and they've come out the other side. Yep. Caleb Shomo from Beartooth. Okay. And the, the story behind this is, for those who don't know, this is a guy who started out in the music scene when he was 15 years old, playing yep. keyboards for Attack Attack. He then became the screamer for Attack Attack and keyboardist. He then became Attack Attack, like when everyone sort of left and all that, <laughs> and he took over. And then that's when he was copped and abused online uh, by social bullying because right. of his, his weight. So yeah. after all of that happened, he went and hid. Um, he turned to alcohol to get through it all. But then that's where Bear Truth became Brought what it was, of it. all of those emotions and feelings and all that. So now he's gone from this person who was ridiculed and abused and, and copped a lot of shit to now this guy who's like, I'm evidence that you can come out the other side of all of that and all of these people change their opinions of you. That's that's a great battling story, in my opinion. Yeah. And someone, a great role model who kids can look up to watching this show. And, you know, he, he can give it back to people if he, need, if he needs to because he's been there. He's copped it. What more can this guy cop that hasn't been said before? Yeah. That kind of thing. So, all right. There you go. Nice one. That's who we would choose for the heavy music edition have? of Big Brother. Like, we want to hear it. Yeah, please let us know because, you know, how do, how do we go? Is there someone we're missing? Is there, is there someone out there? A bloke who probably won't do that because he's got too much on his plate right now is uh, Jacob from Thornhill. The boys are about to release their brand new album, their debut album, I should say. It is called The Dark Pool and uh, the man and legend joins us right now. G'day, Jacob Shalalalala because you don't oh, like your... Get da- fucked, you know it. You don't, <laughs> you don't like your last name, so we're just giving you a new one. Yeah, all right, I'll accept it. We uh, we caught your set at Heaven and Hell the other week, and uh, it was an absolute blinder. Like, congratulations! It was a lot of fun, and and even before the show started, there was a lot of fun to be had for the audience as well. Man, that was probably one of the worst we've played in a long time. Oh, get <laughs> out! So bad. But you guys normally play bad all the time, so you know, was it just a step up on the last time you played? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, all right, all right, I'll cop that. We're starting with shade, are we? Jeez. <laughs> no, you're right, definitely. We do play pretty shit most of the time, but the backdrop made it all right. That's what we were hoping. Yeah, <laughs> run us through this idea because it's all of you guys with your own wrestling personas, and then you came out on stage wearing your dad shirts. It's hilarious. I think it was like a top three moment of the entire day and arguably the most funniest moment of the whole entire festival itself. Well, the funny part is that the dad shirts, Ethan and I just wanted to wear them because we thought we looked cool. And then the rest of the band were like, yeah, that's a stupid idea. Let's wear them as well. And now it's like, oh, they were rocking dad shirts. They look ugly as. But for the uh, the backup, we got together one night when we were just having a drink and having a laugh. And I was like, oh, you know, I found my old PS2 game, WWE, like 2005. I think it was like SmackDown vs. Raw. I think it was 2005. And we were just talking about it and we are going through all the wrestling intros and we were like, oh, it'd be so funny if we walked onto our own. And we were all laughing about it. We were choosing, you know, who had what and who suited, you know, these intros and who didn't suit them and why it's funny that they didn't suit them. <laughs> and, um, and we were like, oh, let's do personas. Let's do pros and cons. Let's just do stupid stuff. 
And we, you know, it was a throwaway idea. We went home and the next day we're like, okay, so we're doing it. <laughs> is this actually going to happen? And it, it all came together so easily, so quickly. And it was uh, so stupid, but it's so funny. Well, look, now you've got this sort of reputation, I mean, with Thornhill. I mean, we look at the antics that you guys have. You look at the, the fake slash not real fake beef that you have with Void of Vision. You guys <laughs> just come across as like some of the funniest larrikins in the in the industry. But you've also got an incredible talent behind you that we just can't wait to see what you guys do next. That kind of thing. Thanks, man. I mean, I think it was a huge thing for Thornhill. We really wanted to bring our personality across. I mean, because we, we'd, love, we'd love to be a serious band, but we're still like kids. We're idiots. And we can't pretend that we're not. And I think just doing dumb stuff like this, it's just more engaging. It makes you, makes you so much closer to your fans. And I think that's more important. I mean, like for headline shows and stuff, we definitely want to take more of a mature approach and, you know, really like set the mood of what the album sets you know but in 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 terms of like festivals or main supports just doing dumb stuff and funny stuff is is so much more fun so speaking of that the uh the upcoming tour you're taking uh deadlights mirrors and tapestry out on that tour yeah the big the boys tour the boys you can expect uh well just a dead serious set then no jokes Um, no piss cutting I don't know if I have it in me to be dead serious. (laughs) I definitely have some stupid things to say. And if MVD was on this line, he'd say that I'd say dumb stuff because I'm pretty bad front man when it comes to speaking. But I think it's going to be more serious. You know, it's the first time we've had kind of the time to be like, okay, what production, you know, what sort of production can we do? Can we afford, you know, and if we want to do it, do something that we haven't done, we've got to do it now. You know, this is the tour to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like this is the most amount of songs we've ever played, you know, what we have to make it a performance. But I'm sure there's going to be some antics going along, you know, there's got to be something. We'll do something. Obviously, you know, you, you put your money where your mouth is and got some good studio time with this new album, The Dark Pool, your debut album. Like, it's a magnificent achievement to to get this far um, and not have anything bad happen to you along the way. But now you're about to release this new album, 11 new songs for people to check out. Like, it's such a shit question to ask, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm a shit bloke. Are you feeling like you've finally got that weight off your shoulders now that you can put this out there in the world and people can see what you really have to offer as opposed to like an EP and a couple of songs here and there? No. <laughs> I'm shit I'm shit my pants, boys. Come on. <laughs> well, that's to the point at least. The the three singles we've heard so far, Where Where We Go When We Die, Nurture and Coven, like they've all been absolute blinders. I mean, all of which have been fairly uh heavy and, and in your face. Albums are made up of light and shade. You know, are there ballads in there or are there, you know, lighter songs or walk us through it. There's a there's a bit of both. The thing we really wanted to achieve with the album is as much up and down as you can throughout the songs without it being start stop. So it's the songs that have been released, you know, they're a good representation of the album because they have elements of things that are in other songs. But, you know, in terms of the whole album, there's, I wouldn't say there's heavier tracks in Coven. Coven's probably the heaviest track, but there are heavier moments in the album. There's also lighter moments, you know, there's a couple of songs, I think, where there's no screaming at all. You know, we tried to do as much with what we had as we could, you know, and um, I think that the, even the track, have you got, you actually have heard the album, haven't you? I've got it in my inbox. I just haven't got around to listening to it yet. That's piss poor. Right? Oi, oh! oi, let me tell you what, all right? I've nah, gone. I should have. I've, I've... 
<laughs> I've gone from this person who uh, listens to songs and singles, and I like to listen to an album to get the full experience. However, I need to find myself a situation where I can sit down, not be interrupted, and just listen to it from start to finish uninterrupted, but I just haven't had no, the opportunity fair. to do it. So there, that's, that's my reasoning for saving it, because I don't want to... Well, exactly. Look, and I don't want to rip into you guys for saying, oh, this song was shit. Like, the singles have been great so far. So let's see what else you guys have behind the scenes when I listen to it as a full package. Yeah, probably just a decline from here, man. Yeah, probably. Like, there's a lot There's a lot riding on this. You do realise this is a make or break situation for your career. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Would you like to check with your publicist on that answer? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not going to say anything uh, without my lawyer. Well, mate, we look forward to it. If you are too, you can pick up a copy of the album. It is released on October 25 through UNFD. It's called The Dark Pool. The band is Thornhill, and this guy is Jacob Charlton. Yeah, let's Upset. do that. That'll do. Mate, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, I guess. Uh, so, a couple of weeks ago now, there was the surprise uh, announcement that Metallica were postponing their Australian tour, the Hardwide tour. Worldwide tour, yeah. Hardwide with Sliptalica. As we're yeah. calling it. Yeah. Unfortunate. But I'd very much rather that, that James Hetfield gets the rehab that he requires and, yes. and the time yep. uh, off from, you know, the pressures of touring. Because let's face it, like, Hardwired to Self-Destruct came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they have been touring relentlessly. Constantly. Yeah. Since. So, luckily... The Metallica family and the people who bought these tickets for Metallica understood that. There's a couple of people who don't deserve attention who obviously, you know, are self-entitled and they, mm. I don't want to talk about them. But, like, luckily, as a majority, people understood the situation. Yeah. You know, addiction is something that you can't just kick. You can't mm. just, you know, get to where you are and have something happen and expect to just walk away from it and think, you know... You can I'll be right. The, yeah, yeah. have that or I'm all right attitude or whatever yeah. it is, that kind of thing. Because no, you're only asking to dig yourself further and deeper into your The struggles, problems. the yeah. battles, yeah, exactly. So exactly he is where he needs to be right yep. now. He's getting the help he needs. The tour has been postponed. As their own words, they're offering refunds, but postponed were the words that Metallica mm-hmm. used. So we'll see them touring at some point, whatever that might be, whenever that might be. Yep, but on Saturday, just gone... There was a tweet that came out from Metallica saying MetallicaXX.com. And that was it. So people went to it and there's a countdown there that finishes tomorrow. Sometime in the middle of the night for us here in Australia. Overnight. So we still don't know what this could possibly be. Mm. But XX in Roman numerals obviously means 20. Yep. So let's speculate away. 20 years ago was 1999. Yep. I mean, we're creeping up on 2020. Well, we're, we're so, almost there. It's like in its so, in pockets of... Yeah. You know, there's literally two months of this decade left, if you want to put it that Jesus, way. Jesus, there is yeah, too. There That's you go. a scary thought. There you go. So it could possibly be announcing something for 2020, which would take it to the year 2000. Yep, okay, yep. Now, looking into Metallica, 1999 was their s release. Yep, that's right. And nothing else. Two thousand, nothing. So what could what could so be what could the twentieth anniversary? What what's that's if it is the twentieth anniversary mm. of something? It could be something completely different, like a collaboration with Charlie XCX or whatever. <laughs> Imagine doubtful, that. but okay. But okay, their well, last collaboration wasn't so great. So. <laughs> Lulu, rest in peace. Um, but look, let's see what they've done. They've just did the S and M two, yeah, um, concert which happened in cinemas. Yeah, could that be? you know, a, a, 
the Blu-ray release, release, a Blu-ray release, a 4K, whatever it is, or a vinyl release but, I mean, of that. Wouldn't you, as a website, wouldn't you have like, wouldn't you just call it like Metallica S and M two? You would think, but like com or something like, to throw people off the scent of what it could be because it's obviously mm. got Metallica fans like talking about it. Mm. Like we've jumped to the conclusion that it's twenty a twenty year anniversary of something. Yeah, that is a that is a, an assumption. It's the most logical explanation for yep. what, what it could be. But like, what what could they be doing? Like, my assumption is that because two thousand probably was the. I mean, I I'd have to go back to the some kind of monster documentary. But that would have been when they, roundabout when they started recording uh, St. Anger uh, in the that, Presidio. Uh, but I mean, jeez, I mean, that's that, a lot. I mean, like, there's, there's people out there more than, more people who didn't like that album than people who actually liked mm. that album. And Metallica have mentioned this, you know, here and there. In they some do interviews. like taking the piss out Exactly, of it, yeah. yeah. But would they do some kind of anniversary for it? I, I, I can't But see certainly them doing... not for the, just the starting of no. the recording of it. And look, Metallica... And for, for some... Rec- or, or those recordings never saw the light of day. The stuff from the Presidio. Oh, That never saw right. the light of day. Oh, it's, it's a bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, there's a number of things it could be, but none of them seem like slam dunks. No, like, no, There's yeah. nothing you'd be like, oh, that's obvious. It's going to be... And being, and being Metallica, they would have this plan. Like, this is a big... They've got a website for it. So whatever it is, it's yeah. going to be big. Like, yeah. it's not just going so to be... Because like, otherwise, they just put it on Metallica.com, right? Yeah, like, yeah, spot on. It's, it's yeah. got people talking right now, and the assumptions are going wild. So, you know, the next couple of hours are going to be pretty frantic for people checking out and hitting refresh yeah. on that website. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm, I'm hella interested. I, I, I really... Just want to see. I, I I can't get enough of Metallica. I really yeah. It look, doesn't matter how old they get or how old I seem for still loving them. Like they like to me, they are just the best heavy band in the world. Like, and there's look, that's part of the pressures of what they have to go yeah. through. And I guess that's why you know James. It would have been such a hard decision for him to cancel a tour like this. Yeah, because it made international headlines. Yep. James Hetfield is going back to rehab again, and mm. the the pressures of being in. The, the biggest Something metal band magnitude. in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You feel like you've got the weight of, of the world on your shoulders, regardless, because you don't want to let the fans down. But with that said, you also don't want to let yourself down, your family down, your bandmates down. Mm. And y- you're not doing that. But by admitting you need help, that's that's a positive. That's such yeah. a big move to make. So, yeah. you know, if there's anyone else out there in that exact same position, you know, I encourage you to, to reach, reach out, out to, yeah. to, to call those people, to get that help you need, to get that ball rolling, because that takes guts to do that yep. and you've got nothing but the utmost support behind you for doing that so yep. regardless of what the future holds and what metallica are doing i can still see them being around i don't think this is a hey no. we're calling it quits no, it, God, it would no. not ever be that no. no like i i see them going until the 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 age of the rolling stones yep. right until they're late into their 80s or yep. whatever and you know keith richards will still be there side stage watching them <laughs> <laughs> perform that kind of thing so keith would be guitar tech he would Kirk. wouldn't like, he just like, <laughs> 120 years yeah, old just like, just yeah, like i got this guy he's, he's not performing himself but he's like i can still tech for you it'll be fine well the future is still bright so let's see what they've got uh happening overnight and uh we'll report on it again next week and Absolutely. get really keen for the world of Metallica. absolutely I think that's us for the week. Thanks once again, Brownie. You ledge. That's what we're here for. Being ledges and talking about music, all for the Handshake Media Group. Check out what they do. And you can hit the subscribe button. It's just right there. You just hit that there. And or if uh, you want to smash it, you can smash it. Yeah. 
And uh, he's Brownie. I'm Pricey. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.